0: It's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are foggy. I understand.
1: Come on, take
2: it quickly, a No! Yeah, it's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about
1: this by the time we get by the way. Sorry.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 185 of the Spitballing Podcast. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper and Alex Jones. Full house, second week in a row, so we are well and truly in business and we do have a lot to get into. We have the FA Cup semi-finals, news of the week as per transfer gossip, which we could rename to Chelsea gossip actually looking down <laughs> Um, <laughs> we've got a bit on some dominating performances and what is next for Watford once again we're paying attention to the little guys have to maybe set the precedent looking at where Arsenal are on the table so we can carry on talking about them next year but we'll go from there how is everyone doing on this sunny Monday
3: not bad at all we've kind of patted Watford on the head there haven't we
2: yeah <laughs> so we've summed them yeah
0: I was going to make a joke, you saying saying about the little guys, and obviously it's a giant killing weekend, but that would obviously be taking a dig at my own team, so... Hey, <laughs> no unusual.
2: giant killing this weekend, it was a return to prominence for the big boys.
0: <laughs> but we'll that. get
2: into that. We've got an animal-centred news of the week, so we'll get into that, and just... Am I going to get upset? Am I going to get upset? Some of these um toys. well it's it's the humans that are on the receiving end for the most part so okay I'm all for that i'm all for that yeah, probably same. not i know alex took uh um, Bridges, Is up the is that the phrase when we spoke about you know. darts previously i actually was going to send a topic in that i saw being debated on espn of all places saying is it time to start mentioning the uh, competitive eaters alongside the athletes of the world oh, in oh. the feats and they're accomplishing? <laughs> See, that that guy's like that guy's maintained his like hot dog record for, for however many years in a row, and he keeps breaking his own records.
3: It's impressive. Yeah. You've got to give him that.
2: Well, it's getting ahead of it, but one of the bits of news in the week is they're saying that competitive hot dog eaters are—they say they're nearing the limit of human performance in that. <laughs> they are peaking now and there's just never going to be able to get any better than what's being done at the moment.
0: It was almost like that with Usain Bolt though. It's almost like he would showboat at the end of his race. I like
2: that we're mentioning them in the same field.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you have to, I mean, he was getting, my theory was he would showboat at the end of his races. So he didn't set too good a record so we could still beat it. Do you see what I mean? We because need he,
1: some,
2: if you could have some like pads to start like dissolving the food in your stomach so you can keep going because it is mental Like some of these <laughs> yeah. blokes if the hot dog eating contest goes out they can have a career elsewhere the way they take them sausages down is a joke
0: i've seen the speed they do it as well and it's like usually you think oh but they probably enjoy that but there is no way that they can enjoy no. eating that much because they don't even taste it it's just it's like an inhalation
2: it's like on cartoons when you have like a piranha or um, like a locust where it just, like, soars through it in about a split second. And like <laughs> yeah. that with the, with the things, just like um, Shaq with a churro... Um, not Shaq, uh... was his name, TK?
3: Charles
2: Barkley. Charles Barkley with a the churros. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Into news of the week we go Though Cops raid Melbourne party during lockdown after guests put in a 20-meal order with KFC... Which alerted officials. That's one way to blow your cover. How much? A twenty meal order
3: when oh, everyone's man. supposed to
2: be in lockdown.
3: Imagine the police have raided Byron's been like, You must have ordered for a <laughs> party here. <laughs> <laughs> How do they know?
2: How do they know that he wasn't doing an eating challenge? How do they know? they know? No, it wouldn't be you. It's hard work convincing you to do anything, let alone twenty KFC. <laughs> You'd be having a fit. <laughs> Alex, we need you to eat 20 KFCs in a wetsuit. This is an expensive wetsuit. I want to do it. <laughs> I hope
1: you're
2: not uh, expecting me to have a grave with that. What if I get it down the wetsuit? <laughs> uh, worm found in tonsil of Japanese woman with sore throat. Uh. That's, that's mm, the that's, freak. That's that's so
1: much.
0: <laughs> it's like the myth where, ones well, it's, it's not a myth because it happens, where flies lay eggs in someone's eye. Oh. I've
1: seen
0: that before. <laughs> And then they hatch inside the person's eye. Oh,
2: lovely. Oh. Um, a pub landlord has put an electric fence in front of his bar to encourage customers to keep social distancing. This is in Cornwall.
0: <laughs> They've got it really bad down there as well. Because Well, he, he essentially said
2: that there. he's going to be out of business if he has to close again. So this is his way. Of oh, making sure he doesn't get shut down by people being too close together. I'm not friendly. sure that's going to be <laughs> funneling people through the door. Clever guy. Although I'd probably be more inclined to go there if I knew I was going to have a space in electric fence. Although it might just mean everyone's grouped to the other side of the electric fence. <laughs> Some of them like country kids that uh, get a thrill out of pinching an electric fence. So it could go the other way, depending on what your crowd is. Burger King trying out burgers from cows that fart less to help curb methane
0: emissions. I like how there's a measurement for that.
3: Yep. That's <laughs> like a tough gig like, if he's got that job,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. a so guy sat in a field counting how many times cows fart. Nah, it's too many times. Well, I remember
3: cow-
2: um, like a fact that always stayed with me saying that if you gave a cow a fizzy drink like they wouldn't be able to, to burp so they explode if you give if you <sighs> give that to them.
0: <laughs> like feeding rice to a pigeon exactly
3: <laughs> but just less messy cows get a tough time so they're either getting that or getting tipped
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: brutal
2: the thought of cow tipping has always cracked me up as harsh it is. as it probably is yeah,
3: there's those little legs trying to get them back up Just it's just funny
2: <laughs> mind you if you push me on my back at the
1: moment,
2: <laughs> I might be struggling as well um, man wins 2 million lottery after clerk gives him the wrong ticket Legend didn't go into the details on that. I don't know if he if they gave him a lucky dick at oh
0: Christ. No. lucky dip. <laughs> lucky what now? <laughs> lucky sounds, dip, like, uh, sounds like sounds like another that's
3: hypothetical left. for AJ. That would you take a lucky <laughs> dick for two million?
0: <laughs>
3: would you, Alex, for two million? Mm. Let's be of a grown do? up answer here, AJ. Come on, two million is yeah. a lot of money. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what I do. do. You, mean you
3: don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if you just sound like, that against
2: it 10 million answer, Alex. Luke. it's not a simple answer luke <laughs> 10 million alex what are you saying look let me do my thing and procrastinate on giving you an answer all right we know what i like you, you know i'm thinking about it deeply i Ten think you and uh, think someone is going to
3: share words. knowledge <laughs> with you. they're going to
2: they're give you they're going to give you some brain as they say 10 million <laughs>
3: I think you're go focusing on, on the wrong part as well. You're focusing on the dick bit. It also says lucky. You don't know what other <laughs> powers this dick has. I'm simplifying <laughs> that. Alex, 10 million. For 10 million. 10 million? I How don't know why it's taken so long to answer. Yeah. I think Jack's right. I think it's one of those things, the more deeply you think about it, the worse it gets. you just got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm thinking yeah, about that, the long uh, term. Yeah, depth slide at um, Cattle Country. Don't want yeah, to sit exactly. on that top yeah. and look down. You've just yeah. got to get on
3: with it. <laughs> you, can, you can probably afford a good therapist afterwards, AJ, with that 10000000 but million. It'd be fine.
0: Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's oh. Yes. I feel
0: if like you're comfortable with your sexuality. You just it's ten million. This might a be
2: a time. This might be a not, time to test out that,
0: that wetsuit. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of stuff I wouldn't do for ten million.
3: <laughs> Jack's uh, just done the immortal line at a blow uh, at school. I when he gives a hand job. Like, I'm just comfortable with my sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me.
0: Gives <laughs> a blow job. All right. I'd, expect that, 10 million.
2: I'd, oh, I'd expect nothing less from a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: a born winner. <laughs> oh,
2: exactly. you, might seen, you might have seen this headline online: "Woman bitten by shark while on day off from filming a shark documentary."
0: <laughs> she doesn't so get. just sure. not have to switch off, does she? She doesn't <laughs> take, take, take on work away.
2: <laughs> Florida cyclist injured in crash with iguana.
0: They're not That's exactly sorry. quick though, are they? No like, you, Just get out of the way <laughs> Brits not warned
3: to, of Go on Sorry, not to, not to shit on your um, headline But I did see a local headline of um, It got shared onto my Facebook Of a tortoise escaped like, How's a tortoise <laughs> escaping anywhere? <laughs> this is the shittest chase ever <laughs> um, Brits warned of
2: seagulls across the UK Tripping on acid <laughs> Police use drones to check for nudity on Twin Cities beach. Not a bad day at work. <laughs>
0: bird. <Buying the perv. laughs> this one
2: spun me out. Woman sucked into drainage system and carried for a mile under the city. <laughs> Have you seen that final destination where he gets he goes down for the penny, his lucky penny, and uh, he gets his toe stuck in there? And the next thing you know, he's kind of he's sucked through.
3: Yeah, yeah. The fourth one, I think, it is maybe the best one. They really do blur into one for me. <laughs> I know I've only I know I've seen two or three of them. That that must third be one's the roller
2: coaster. Fourth one is the uh, NASCAR track.
3: Yeah, I've seen that one. Maybe, maybe it's the second. Maybe I'm, strange.
2: First and the second, I think the ones I've seen the least. They're a bit more serious. Yes. In a film that isn't that serious, the first one they actually have the Grim Reaper in there, don't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh. Jeweller buries one million of treasure around Michigan and is selling tickets for a quest at $49. That's class. I saw that there was this uh, couple that want to move to Australia and they can't sell their house. So what they've done is they set up a raffle where they're charging five pound for a ticket and you can win the house. And so enough people are entering. So they're making more than they would have been for selling their house. And if you win, you're getting a house for a fiver.
0: See, I'm seeing this a lot in Gloucester at the moment. I'm like Gloucester buy and sell where everyone's starting to do raffles now where they're raffling off things like Echo Dots and Amazon Alexa's and stuff. And it seems to be like the new cartel type, like (laughs) unpoliceable business venture in Gloucester. So they're not selling drugs anymore. They're doing raffles. (laughs) They're going straight. Yeah, literally. And it's
2: like,
0: People selling five pound tickets, like a, like 60, 70 people have rent, entered into this raffle, and they get like a seventy pound prize. I think you know what? I'm in the wrong job here.
3: <laughs> people are going to be putting like kids and organs on their necks, and they just yeah, well, some, someone just
0: take
3: this off. Market <laughs> just let's get doing my head, in. someone take it.
0: When like you say guy. you're in the
3: wrong
2: job, Jack, because you've been in a lot of the wrong jobs. i never <laughs> known someone to go through jobs. So I quite like it.
3: <laughs> you know, Alex like,
2: actually, in... Alex would be a good competitor for you.
0: You know when you're in the pub and there's always someone that can get you something for forty quid. So it's like car radio, oh, I'll get you forty quid. So, do you want a raffle ticket? You could win an organ. Forty quid. It's gonna be the new thing.
2: What else have we got here? Teenagers are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to try to score alcohol. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Please scream inside your heart. Japanese amusement park tells thrill seekers.
0: It's like a day in the life inside of an arsenal (laughs) fan, that, really.
2: (laughs) Repentant Nigerian bandits offered cows for AK-47s.
0: Do they fart? Because there's a market for the not-farty ones.
2: (laughs) This is a potential business venture. Uh, Uzbekistan is offering $3,000 to anyone that gets the coronavirus during a visit to their country. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Maybe they're trying to prove a point. Like money back if you're unhappy and then they just bank on nobody being happy. <laughs> and then finally it was competitive hot dog eaters nearing the limit of human performance. So there's your roundup of the week. A Special one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Worms for the cows.
2: We had worms, iguanas, cows, seagulls. A dick for two million. Bandits, hot dogs. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, and we had chickens, I guess, with the KFC headline.
0: AJ (laughs) pushing his sexual boundaries. (laughs) Yep. If we get
2: straight into the FA Cup semi-finals then, what a week it was. (laughs) We should mention Arsenal beating Liverpool on Wednesday. We we shouldn't forget that at all. But to then go on and beat Manchester City 2-0, fourth FA Cup final in seven years, Wrecked Man City's hopes of uh, winning another treble. Unfortunate for them.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> A Aubameyang double, one either half. Pep side looking on as Mikel Arteta, his prodigy, is I think Kieran said the same line about eighty thousand times. The
3: master versus the apprentice. Yeah, we needed some more of that, didn't we?
0: Yeah, it's like always it wasn't the wasn't being made of, enough of. Yeah, all, Twitter was just flooded with. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi like (laughs) gifts I was like yeah we get it we we understand Kion and
2: commentary is just a vile vile combo (laughs) either one of them is bad them two together is like next level (laughs) yeah Kion making a boxing analogy and saying it's like uh, they've been on the ropes and knocked the opponent out twice (laughs) (laughs) and McManaman saying uh, you know to win trophies uh you got to get knocked out of some semi-finals. You got to lose some semi-finals. So we have that as well. And Pep's apparent semi-final curse, which I've never heard yeah. of before. You're
3: gonna say it's not bad jinx to have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if we kind of go through the game, I mean, 17 minutes in, Arsenal have been peppered for the most part. Aubameyang gets played through, misses what is should be a golden chance for him, where he just should. Placed it either side of the keeper and he smashed it at him. About two minutes after, Arsenal playing it out at the back, giving me a heart attack. <laughs> and then 18 passes later, it's in It's in the back of the net. And at that point, I know I was being uh, very cynical. Did any of you think Arsenal po- possibly going to, one, keep a clean sheet or two, even hold on to it to a half time
0: no I didn't see it coming whatsoever and it was even so much case, my mate had an Acheron to win like 500 quid and he, all he needed was an Arsenal win and I was literally telling him through the whole game just put like 100 quid on City to win
1: because it's just
0: it's not going to happen they are not going to win and yeah it was it was rough I
2: mean, City had their chances. First chance of the game, I think David Silver missed uh, the ball when it was played across the front of the area. Tierney got it clear. Then Sterling had it in, at the start of the second half, played across in what should have been just a tap in into the corner. He hit it wide. He had a howler of a game, Sterling. Dreadful. I think they gave him 3 yeah. out of 10 on ESPN. It was not good. So, yeah, but. Arteta made five changes, brought Aubameyang back in, Ainsley Maitland-Niles at left back. My guy, I've been singing his praises. And once again, someone else fails the Maitland-Niles test. Sorry <laughs> that it happens to him this season. <laughs> it's now happened to Mares. It's happened to Zahar. Mane is lucky actually that Maitland-Niles didn't play <laughs> on Wednesday.
3: <laughs> it have been a clean sheet. He really has got some big pockets there. He has huge.
2: If could and then try he got always. past him. He got past him once and Tierney was there, so we were all good. De Bruyne did just about all he could, but he seemed like the only one who was willing to uh, really try anything particularly creative. You had Jesus dropping back to the halfway line at times, and Jack coined the phrase uh, low block," I think it was last week, <laughs> and Arsenal did that perfectly. That that first goal is one of the goals of the season, and I won't hear otherwise. Especially a, a football purist like Jack should agree with me there.
0: It's not quite Romero's in the Camp Nou, but it's close.
2: <laughs> this was more for the purist, I think, That passing, passing around the area. Alex, would you agree one of the goals of the season? Uh, I Yeah, I'd say one of the goals of the season, but I mean, I wouldn't talk up the, like, I wouldn't put it in the same bracket as uh, a lot of the top memorable goals. Go on then. <laughs> what? Give us some memorable goals of the season. You think they're so memorable, <laughs> you've obviously got them on the tip of, the, of your tongue. goals of the season, okay. Um, well, if, if you want me to come across as not being biased, then uh, your previous one with um, Wilshire, the well worked one.
1: I said goals the of
2: the, the season. <laughs> Goal, what well, goals
1: for this season? I just this
2: said is, it was. Yes. I said that it was one of the goals of the season. No, what you said I was know, maybe not no, one of the more memorable ones, and no, you've not yet given me a uh, memorable one. No, no, no. I said it was one of the goals of the season initially, but then I'm not going to talk it up as, like, an absolute amazing one of, like, all like all the seasons or anything like that. I'm not going to talk about that much. It was memorable, but not on, like, a remit, like, if we're talking Lost about, don't so. so, say go. Ramirez, don't help yeah. us. Uh, if, talk- yeah. if we're talking about, if we're talking about, if we're 19 well, minutes I'm in Alex has had a of that, an episode. I, 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 don't, don't, tell you know. what, I tell you what, I, put it like this. I
0: just love that we can all agree that Ramirez's goal <laughs> is one of the it, best of all time. It, if
2: if we can put it like this, we can put Ramirez's goal at championship level. That goal that Arsenal scored is more like League One, League Two, and then the proper goals are Premier League. That's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to name a better goal this season. Um, I'll probably go with.
1: Hmm. Okay,
2: oh, Ari- moving on. Harry Ari- Kane on, on, uh,
1: on Sunday. Crossed. Not even you <laughs> believe that. <laughs> second <sighs> half then. Uh, think that yeah. I'm thinking
2: about the whole range area. was it one of the crystal you're, Palace? You're, you're cutting in was and it out Zaha? here I'm not even joking I don't know what's going on was it it's Zaha? like you're falling down when we mentioned Star Wars you're falling down that little pit Zaha's goal was better this season well, that was a good goal not that quite as technical good. I wouldn't say no, it's, anyway. it's technical he bloody nearly took the net off the off the, the thing and there's plenty of technique in that poor goalkeeping goal. from uh, Pepper. Pepper. Anyway,
3: it was a very again. good goal. It wasn't quite the uh, Carlos Alberto goal that you were kind of suggesting, but it was very. It good. I, exactly. I, I would you say to put this into context do you No, yeah, exactly. I would say it's more um, a shit meal to a man who's been starving in the desert is a great meal, isn't it? So it was prime vengeable. It was. It was a very good goal.
2: I Second just... half, Arsenal getting peppered all over. Then Tierney makes a break out of defence, plays it to Pepe. Pepe holds it up wonderfully. He had a great game. Plays it back. Tierney plays a ball over the top, which he himself said, that's not really a goal-assisting pass. It's just that Aubameyang, with his pace, turns it into one. It was more of an outball. And then I, I thought he'd screwed it up, taking that extra touch. Unfortunately... Edison spread his legs like he's doing the
1: splits
2: (laughs) and he's placed it between them and I actually felt more nervous at 2-0 because at 1-0 if City had come back it would have been well that's just how good City are at 2-0 you're being called bottlers if you lose it from there (laughs) I was so worried because I've seen I've seen that film play out before one goal (laughs) was what it would have taken
1: Yeah, you probably would
2: have had another within about 30 seconds yeah for sure I didn't think I'd be uh, moaning about Mustafi having to go off either. It was one of them games. It wasn't quite they call- exceptional. They did kind of gloss over his fumble at the start of the game and bellowing pass to De Bruyne, which they I also chose to forget
0: about. I think if you're going to play that deep, players like Mustafi and Louise do look a lot more comfortable because they've got so much cover and support, one in yeah. front of them. They're not facing so many balls in behind because they're already so deep anyway. Well, that's the thing. They were making out like
2: it was the first time we played three at the back. We played three three at the back from about February onwards. The the difference is yeah. that there was so there was no space for Luis to make a mistake. He had a very yeah, good game. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But no, he did. I'm not going into a game against Villa on Wednesday filling myself with any hope that suddenly we've got Beckenbauer. you no, you're not, you're not going to play. We like, much still again, have David Louise. <laughs>
3: You're not going to play that compact against Villa, are you? You're going to come out... No, and exactly. The, the annoying thing is that the
2: next time there is a mistake, we, we know that they are capable of doing better. So it, that's why yeah. it's more irritating.
1: Yeah.
0: I think, though, as an Arsenal fan, would you take them playing like that against every team and winning the, the, more games?
2: What, the, the issue was that with Emery, he tried playing what I've seen referred to as sufferball on <laughs> TV.
0: Like content. Uh, so...
2: The, the difference is, Emery was playing it against Watford, a team that averaged about a shot a game. They had nearly 20 shots against us at the Emirates. Yeah. And then you compare it to playing it against City, where if we go into against City, which was the main complaint under Wenger, was we would live by the sword, die by the sword with Wenger, and we were going in there with a 4-3-3 with an attacking midfield and no holding midfielders. <laughs> so you're more than happy playing like, I'm more than happy playing like that against basically any of the big six except, well, four of them because playing like that against Spurs and United I don't think it's right. United maybe more so because we make the issue with them every time where it's kind of a game of chicken as to who is going to play on the counter-attack and we seem to be the one that crumble first each time and let United play on the counter-attack.
1: So, yeah.
2: that's what worried me about them being in the final, but as we'll get onto that game, what did you what did you think of if we compare this to Arsenal and eight Spurs? Alex did use the words masterclass for the Jose Mourinho performance. Hmm. I thought there was a far more clear game plan in the way that Arsenal kept behind the ball than there was to Mourinho's who fit on top of David Luiz and Mustafi, and one of them will do the business for you.
0: We saw the same against Leicester with Tottenham this weekend, though. Is that is
2: that is that your subtle attempt to try to re- is that your attempt to try to win the win the North London derby? After this? <laughs> Not this at all, a real but uh, I think that's exactly I'm exactly saying it, that it there was like far more for a victory and a loss. Spurs Spurs didn't keep a shape against Arsenal. Spurs Spurs didn't defend particularly well. The difference was we just defended worse. Part of the plan, and the plan mm-hmm. was to win the game, and we won the game. We spoke about Mourinho masterclass. Mourinho against Barcelona with Inter Milan was a Mourinho masterclass. Arteta against Pep here was an Arteta masterclass. Arteta yeah, okay. against Klopp in the week wasn't an Arteta masterclass. I there was got, a lot more don't luck think, don't think involved there. The word, I don't think you can use the word masterclass and Arteta together yet because he's only been around that long. Wow. In so you, I think it's gonna. he had a good game and we'll see what his masterclass looks like in years. Well, I mean... He's just leveled. He's just leveled the amount of cup finals that Pochettino has been been to in his career. So, so I think one of them's a bit more significant than the FA Cup final, but
0: okay. Oof. It would have been well, if he'd okay. won it. Well, I mean, if
2: Arteta wins here, then he'll have a hundred percent higher final success ratio than Pochettino has.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. But I don't think my comment, but my comment that I made is like is. Arteta's had a good game against City, we, and I don't think you can use the word masterclass because we don't know. Like, what do you mean? Code, a few years. How is, after, how is that not a masterclass? Because he hasn't defined. He hasn't. He hasn't defined what he truly looks like at the moment. It's only so now, all of a sudden, that you seem to. He's developing what? this. Are you saying a, master, a masterclass is one game? Nah, no. That uh, was a masterclass master, performance. Master, you right, saw master, quite clearly master, what they were doing. They were so deep. The shape ma- was there quite clearly. Now, a masterclass for me would be when you say an Arteta masterclass. So it's like his his version of the game, his how he wants to play the game. It's be like, for example, imagine Pep's classic Barcelona team then playing Tiki Taka and knocking the team out the park. You turn around and go, that's a Pep. That's a Pep masterclass. Are the best managers not adaptable? Able. Huh? Are the best managers not adaptable? So you can have two different types of masterclass.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think what he's saying isn't he, is he's basically we don't know what Arteta's brand of football is. Yeah, so if I it think does you can turn out,
2: he's clearly just, see Arteta's brand of football from.
3: Look at the first half against Leicester, and
2: it's an entirely different style of play. Yeah, and then so then to
3: this, I guess I guess AJ's point would be that um, that if you'd played him off the park, that is an Arteta masterclass. As it is, it's a it's a different type of tactic. I agree with you that. I think the fact that he's adaptable is a good thing. I saw Carragher, I think, tweet about this, saying the impressive thing is here he's kind of worked with what he's got and you know adjusted rather than like, as you said with Wenger actually uh, just trying to play one way and, and trying to go. So I agree with you that it's adaptable. But I think what AJ is trying to say is if that wasn't his brand of fo- brand of football, is that a masterclass? Is because that's not really what he wanted to do. In comparison, Jose quite clearly wants to uh, sort of get a goal and park the bus, doesn't he? That's obviously his brand. Is that what yeah. you were trying to say, AJ? Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I wasn't trying to disrespect
2: You're welcome. Saying, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to say, I wasn't trying to take anything away from the performance and I'm not trying to take anything away from Artessa. I'm just saying it's early and I, I wouldn't say we've seen enough for him to say there's a clear sort of, a clear sort of style, a clear sort of, you know, consistent approach to give him a whole sort of like character that we're looking for. You- like Mourinho I actually
3: I actually saw someone say that and I, this was a classic sort of Twitter personality that could be in the know or could be absolutely nobody. But who said, actually, Arteta is more like this than the Pep sort of school of four. Well, he likened him to Simeone, actually. So if so, buckle in, Luke, because you've got a few more of these coming. Hey, there but, we go. Uh, against Liverpool and City. What, yeah. But, but yeah, if, if, you know, if it does work, then it works, isn't it? Well, ma- yeah.
2: That's the thing. You can enjoy those performances after the facts. I, I was more buzzing from that <laughs> than I have been in losing 4-3.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. There, through the there years, is
3: a, so. a thrill, isn't it? A I, thrill. Think, I I didn't get a chance there about the North London derby last week, but I do agree. I think Jack said it last week and you've kind of touched on this week. I don't personally see that as a mask or that that was particularly by design. I think Tottenham started the game okay and fell away and fell away and fell back into a defensive shape in a kind of similar manner to how they did against United, actually. United obviously just got an equaliser and could have won, whereas in comparison... Arsenal couldn't hit a barn door so I think it looked like a better result than maybe the touch- whereas this was clearly a plan from Arteta <laughs> it probably says a lot
2: now that if you give me that United Spurs match again I would probably quietly be rooting for Spurs because the United fans aren't that bad <laughs> but it's I just, may have been tipped that way
3: it's going to be great next season though that'll be even more fun it's the house of cards isn't it Did just watching build up, build you- up and fall down
2: um, get, um, I know you watched it, Luke, but did you watch the Spurs-Leicester game?
3: I can't say I did.
2: No? No? Did you? Luke, uh, you watched it, I didn't watched you? it until uh, 70 minutes, I
3: think. When yeah. I think you just scored your third or fourth. I yeah, when, when I check the score and see your 3-0 up, I have no enticement <laughs> to watch the Jose game when it's already 3-0. It <laughs> <And there> was <laughs> yeah. a
2: Chelsea, one not it, where it used to be 2-0, and I think they referenced on commentary recently where he would actively tell them to not take the foot off the gas, but there's no need yeah, for us to go yeah, forward so anymore. Bit,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah with, no, with Arteta, I think the maybe the biggest praise you can give him is looking at players like Shaka and Sabayos, who he's changed completely since he came in. Even the players that are the most mistake-prone, for the most part, he's having them in positions where yeah, they can't make those mistakes. He tried dropping David Luiz for that City game where he came on, scored an own goal, gave away a penalty and got sent off.
3: <laughs> so See, quite I, clearly respect is there.
2: That. I respect that a lot because that is a sign of a really good manager and it's a rare thing to say because he's looking at the squad that he's got, he's looking at their weaknesses and he's able to identify how to avoid those weaknesses being exploited on a consistent basis. I mean, quite frankly, You know, we've spoken about the transfers that potentially are going to happen this window. The fact of the matter is I'm firmly in the camp that Arsenal aren't going to buy and offload as much as you would want to or think you should. So I think him starting to make this squad look a little bit more useful in the state that it already is, is a really, really good, a really positive sign. But in all honesty, I'll admit I'm a little bit jealous because it was a, it was it was a lot i mean obviously we beat Leicester at the weekend but i be i think that was just now and again with the squad that we've got we can put in performances like that whereas the feel of the match at the weekend for arsenal had the much more of a feel of a uh, of a performance that has been built on learning um, i saw yeah. the yeah. pundit say that look after that performance arsenal are perhaps going to turn their attention away from a central defender <laughs> anyone that believes that is absolutely mental. He Jesus himself Christ. has said that that's clearly an area that we need to improve in. Yeah. But I do think Alex is right. I do think we'll bring in some players. It's going to help a lot if we can get that extra 30 million or whatever it is from the Europa League. But with offloading players, I really like Socrates. I, I think he should be playing games ahead of Mustafi, Louise but he's on 100 grand a week and he's 31 years old. You look at David Christ. Louise, he was on 150 grand a week, I think. Apparently he's taken a reduction to stay at the club. You look at Mustafi, he's on 100 grand a week. You look at Bellerin, he's on 120 grand a week. So the contracts that have been dished out over the last couple of years are criminal in the fact that no one is going to take those players unless we're going to offset some of their wages.
3: These lads have got an agent.
2: We had to pay off Mkhitaryan's contract because, <laughs> well, not pay it off in the end. I think they paid us to cancel it, but we were happy to take the no fee because he was on, what, Get 250 him. grand a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we go on to the Chelsea game, actually, last thing I was going to say was... Um, on commentary, they were comparing Abamyang to Cherry Omri after the second goal went in. I think that's such a lazy comparison because they're completely different, aside from the fact that they're both fast.
3: And coming off the left often. But well, then you see the, the, the kind thing. of
2: bend it's and play, bend around off. the keeper. <laughs> that's literally, they go, oh, sorry. oh,
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you also got to think, you know, any. Uh, tough tackling midfielder gets compared to Keen or Vieira immediately, don't they? So it's <laughs> just
2: one of those things. I, I really do hate it when they use the term the next, like the next Tiara Henry or the next Ronaldo, or the next Messi. It's so un- said that about that Martial, I remember, before. Yeah. <laughs> After one goal. Well, he they was the next they Henry. Yeah, They
3: weren't comparing Obama to Henry when he missed that sitter early on, even. No, <laughs> of course.
2: And that would have been, that is literally the Henry finish there. The one yeah. where. Yeah, yeah, on goal down the and <laughs> just open up your body, bend around the keeper. On to the Chelsea game, then. So, Jack, what was your feeling before the game?
0: Well, the fact that we've played them this will be the third time this season that we've <laughs> played them. And the first game, we were probably the better team, we got battered 4 0. The second game is kind of like a Carabao Cup, so you look at that on the face of it and it wasn't the right team. And apart from like a wonder free kick from Rashford's again very even game, and then the other game was riddled with VAR decisions which did, did, did not go our way, citing the Harry, McKay, uh, Harry McCain Harry Kane stamp <laughs> on uh, Batchelor's balls that <laughs> Sonny'd got sent off for the week before, and an offside goal by like a toenails width. I just but Jackson not goal. still bear
3: about that though. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Having just beat them in a yeah. pickup
0: seven. He's, he's absolutely
3: <laughs> fine
0: with it. One, I thought we were due one. But two, <laughs> Man United just seemed to be our kryptonite this season. Doesn't matter how oh. well or badly yeah. we play against them, we always seem to get tonked. And, if
2: uh, being one was a real thing, that might explain the Arsenal-Liverpool result. If that's that how could... football's going to start working, Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but before I wasn't confident whatsoever... Um, and then as the game started obviously I think Frank just got it spot on but at the same yeah. time
3: would you call it was, a masterclass
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a masterclass I'd just say it's tactics. Out, his tactics Yeah, his tactics were better than Solskjaer's so, would you then,
2: call as a disaster class?
0: I would probably have to say so because they've been yeah playing, definitely I'd be saying like fair, fairly recently I know they've been playing the, like, the lower league teams but they've looked more like the lower team league more. teams <laughs> My next, my next disrespect. <laughs> yeah, lower down the league teams, but and they've been going on Twitter and there's a lot more vocal vocalism between the Man United fans. And you think, well, they're actually playing decent football. They're scoring a decent amount of goals. They make it. They're blowing teams away.
3: More than Liverpool, don't forget.
0: Yeah, apparently that so. front
3: free can open up anyone, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> in the European. but then
0: after playing a 4-3-3 and it's been doing pretty well for them up until like a 96-minute equaliser against Southampton, you would have thought there would be one of the cases where they're playing well, let's stick to our guns and see what Chelsea do. Obviously, we went to a five-at-the-back um, wing-back kind of tactics, and our tactics were just spot on. We didn't give them the chance to play, and they didn't play um, Pogba in midfield either, and you could tell because they were completely overrun, and Chelsea just bossed it. I think Chelsea's game plan were was block out the midfield. And let's see what they can do with the defenders at the back passing out. And from Mounts, one of the
2: commentators pitch. said that maybe Frank saw Arteta's formation the day before. Like he went to sleep last on Saturday night, going, you know what, that five, that five-two-three or whatever it is, <laughs> could work. You know,
0: it doesn't yeah. make me yeah. laugh how they think it. football
3: works. Yeah, <laughs> rip up I, the game plan, lads. I had a bit of a thought last night. Like, did you see the game? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Do that.
0: The thing is like that Sunday league where you literally yeah, you get someone yeah. coming in half cut still. My boys, We're not going to play like we did at training the other day. <laughs> you know what they did yesterday? Did you see? Yeah, what we're going to do is just try and replicate that. But I think Frank just got it spot on. And getting his spot on from a manager's point of view is one thing, but the player's actually buying into it. And I think he picked a team that allows his mantra to be played out in the way that he would wanted it to.
3: It's not for the first time this year, Frank's changed something and got it right on the day as well. I'm not saying he always gets it right, but there have been games where I thought he's made adjustments that point to being a better manager than you might think for, for someone who's obviously a, a fairly young manager.
0: Exactly. And I think there's got to be a lot said as well for the kind of, the kind of quote going around is, oh, wow, he's, he's only got there because he was at Chelsea to start, one that may have been the case. But if you look at his CV from two years in top-light like management, he's got a fairly average derby team to the playoffs. And he's got the Chelsea team, what looks like, if unless something goes horribly wrong, potentially Champions League football in an FA Cup final in his first season. So you're right, TK. I think it's a case of he is a good manager. It's just I don't understand our defence. This past few well, weeks.
3: I like I like Chelsea with the three at the back, like they played in general, though, because like you said, you're so open in the last few games. I think that was a smart thing to do, whoever you were playing. But I think mm. it works out perfectly with obviously United, but I, I like uh, even you know like James and Alonso down the sides. I think works perfectly for them. They both like to go forward, and I your three defenders can kind of look it after each other a bit better. They Benedict can mix in
2: to. their experience with their youth as well, because you can play the likes of Azpilicueta, and you can still play James. Without having either one without having Asper exposed for his pace
0: exactly. and James
2: exposed to maybe some naivety.
0: Well this is the thing, like this is the problem that we've been having all season is the fact that you've got Alonso who's great in the left wing back because he loves getting forward, but
2: he's can't absolutely
0: defend. terrible as a left back. <laughs> yeah. So you want to play him for his attacking threat, but then you play Asper on the left, which shores you up defensively, but he can't cross with the left. So every pass <laughs> from the left side then comes in field from his right foot. So it's his constant battle, Frank, is do we want to try and score some goals, or do we just want to try, try, try and top, stop conceding them?
2: Free Whereas my man, Zappacosta,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: magician.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you look at the deadwood that we've got in from like previous eras, though I saw a list of it the other day of like drink water, Bakiyoko, Zappacosta, like they're going to take some shifting. But getting back onto the game, I think from the minute one we absolutely nullified them, and an attack that had been cutting team open teams open for fun and our defensive record which has been shady at best in the last few games conceding three against Man um, Sheffield United and conceding three against West Ham you would have put money on Man United creating a lot more than they did but I think it's down to the tactics side of things that the only real shot and chance they had was a penalty that's what United so, do but yeah that's true do
2: you know in contrast- more, more penalties um in the last year, I think it was, than Arsenal have had in the last six years.
0: Well, that that was the twentieth penalty they've had this season.
2: Yeah, that's it. They've and Arsenal have had seventeen in the last six years.
0: <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insanity. But again, I think Frank did what Frank really did well was focus on their weak points, which is Maguire ball at feet, which doesn't bode well for England particularly. But,
3: I thought my eyes were bleeding when I was watching him
0: try and play yeah. it out
3: at that one point where he was like turning like a lorry and then ended up giving it away in the end. I was like, oh, this is horrible. If you got
2: offered Maguire or Smalling now, who would you take? Oh. Are you talking for the same money? So do you, so on a free? So both of them, you're just offered one of
3: them to be oh. in your team? i still go with Maguire. But yeah, Maguire.
0: I'd probably still have to go okay. to Maguire, but the fact that you have to make that comparison yeah, is, yeah. Like you wouldn't, you'd here say, saying, if you could take two on a free Van Dyke or Smallin, both players for the same price tag, pretty much, it would just that would I'd ask you to be sectioned.
1: Yeah,
2: and Maguire yeah, exactly. it exceeds Van Dyke in every uh, opt to start possible. If you ever wanted proof that stats don't tell the full <laughs> story,
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just think Man United just weren't at it. They didn't look it. they looked tired. You could. I mean, put we haven't it even to,
2: mentioned De Gea yet.
0: Yeah. So,
2: Keepers Union, is that going to come into effect to you?
0: I mean, there's no getting away from the fact that he was absolutely world class, but this season he's cost him points. I cite the Spurs game as well. Yeah, Yeah. I cite the Spurs game as when you can really start remembering it. That was a terrible display. (laughs) De Gea actually made some decent saves. Gonna say there were some in there, wasn't there? But yeah, I'd rather have him than Keppa, put it that way.
3: I don't know about you. I personally felt obviously the second goal completely his fault definitely with the first one and even with the third one i didn't really blame him so much i said with that that's your rude finish there's no one better than him at, at that thing and when it's you'll probably know better than most when it's coming that close and coming to you from the front post that quick i think it is I, hard for a keeper to maybe a top top keeper does stop it i but think i think we're potentially jumping on him a little bit because it's to and because he's in the form he's in he he's yeah, set his I own think, standards though
0: I think, yeah. the, I think the I think there's a rule it's but I didn't think oh that's a keeper mistake straight away but when he no. makes a sec, when he makes a second mistake you start looking at it
3: yeah that's it isn't it you, so
0: you're right you kind of highlight gets highlighted because of the latest <laughs> mistake or what, as a keeper like a little flick
3: like if I didn't make that you, save I don't think I'd be crucifying it
0: no exactly. but if I was don't going think for it's because
3: a cause it... horrendous ordeal and then makes a howler in the second one I might be looking a it bit closer it yeah. didn't fly in either. It kind of it spun slowly over the line. Yeah, it's so a bad look. It did look when it a goes lot up, worse.
0: Yeah, I
1: think, I
2: think it's the looks fact like that then he... it's soft, and you should be having. It looked like he had hmm. like a soft hand.
0: I think it's the fact that he got a touch to it in the first place, where some keepers wouldn't even get a touch to it.
2: Yeah, maybe
0: yeah. made gave the illusion that oh well, he got a bit there. He might as well have saved it all, kind of thing. Yeah, the second goal, obviously. Howler, yes, I I I <laughs> I, I, I yeah, exactly. I think the second goal is testament to the fact of what Frank's gameplay was, which was let them have it at the back because they can't pass it out from the back and just try and pounce on the mistakes with uh, your mounts and uh, things like that. And hopefully, you can bring other players in. The ball comes in, I'm thinking, well, okay, get a sight on early on, fair enough, hit the target, get your confidence up. And then I just expected it to be a corner or something. I was like, what's going on here? because obviously there's no crowd noise, and the crowd noise is delayed. I'm like, <laughs> hang on a bit. Hang on a bit. Has that gone in? What? I so love it I, when
2: the player celebrates like it's not a keeper howler as well. Yeah, like he just sits at something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, love,
1: I love that.
0: The fact that he hit it from, like, 30 yards, don't get away from the fact that the keeper should have saved it. That is still classes as a 30-yard <laughs> goal. Help yeah. Wembley against yeah. Man <laughs> The stuff of dreams.
2: Lampard and Arteta, it's important that both of them came in and they did command respect almost immediately. I think the selling of David Luiz actually helped Lampard in that it showed that he wasn't going to be dictated to or pushed around, that it was no one's bigger than the team or manager or whatever. And then Arteta, I think Chike, you you said to me that the Doozy thing has gone in his favour almost in the fact that he was able to make an example out of someone yeah, yeah, I think they both did, didn't they? Could
3: both use I, their uh, sideshow bob guy as the <laughs> the sideshow. They both I think I mean sort what mints me of mince-meter. those players as sends a message, doesn't it?
0: Definitely. And I think it's shown in Frank Lampard's season as well, but and, and Arteta that, that if there's a mistake being made or if the attitude's not right, he is not afraid to drop anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. And then it's like our defence. The, the one thing that I'd criticise Frank on this season is Christiansen, Rudiger, Zuma, Asplund. They weren't bad defenders last season,
1: mm-hmm. so I
0: don't understand why they suddenly have become bad defenders.
1: Yeah.
0: But like, I know they're not, maybe not getting as much protection because the way Frank plays is completely different to Sarri, where it's not as regimented. It's not you're here, you'll stay here until you score. It's kind of a bit more free flowing, but I think that all comes with having Alonso at left-back as well in the sense that if you're going to be playing with Alonso at left-back, you know he's going to bomb forward, but you also know he's not going to get back. So you're playing a four, four at the back, which actually becomes a three. So there's always space.
2: They're on about a second, sorry,
0: already. I'm not surprised, to be fair. Like You go try and tell him Ronaldo that you have to stay in one position and one position alone.
2: That's it. They've essentially said it's it's they've got to pick between either Ronaldo or Sari because they aren't gonna they aren't gonna be there together.
3: And wait till you get this, lads. They're only six points ahead in the league. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean how are they getting by?
0: The thing is, for Juventus, that is a big deal because yeah, the fact yeah. that everything else is so poor. They lost obviously. Didn't they lose their cup final on penalties as well to Napoli?
2: Yeah, to Napoli.
0: Yeah, so. A two so Which. Ooh, in Napoli, we're having like an absolute horror season as well, where they all went on strike. So, mm. I wouldn't say it's all like gumdrops and candy from over there. Did you see like, why so, they went on strike? best to fuck it up. <laughs> but i put it this way, like if you're six points clear and you've got Ronaldo, who's by far one of the best in the world and definitely the best in the league, you should be way further ahead than yeah. that.
2: Yeah, did, did you see why they went on strike with Napoli? Apparently, when like a team is in trouble in Italy, it's quite like a customary thing in that they essentially do a lock-in
0: where yeah, they go on like a camp, camp don't they?
2: and they wanted the players to be away from like with no contact with their wife and kids for like three weeks I think it was.
1: Yeah.
2: And then they just <laughs> refused and that was when all hell broke loose and like <laughs> you have to do, they chose the players over the manager. They essentially said to the players like, you know, we could put this on Ancelotti if, uh, <laughs> if you'll come back and start playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, going back to the Chelsea night game, very, very pleased with that. And the way that I phrased it to my dad, who's a Chelsea fan, was, there's no one I'd rather beat in the final than Arsenal, but there's also no one that I'd rather lose to the than (laughs) Arsenal in the final. So it's kind of like Man City. If you played Man City, you're kind of thinking, if you win, you win. If you don't, it was expected. Whereas playing Arsenal we cannot lose that game There's we a lot of things cannot here.
2: lose that game Frank doesn't like a cup final for a start uh, Giroud loves Wembley which is an issue why <laughs> doesn't Frank love a cup, start, cup final Has he ever won one hasn't even been in three now and lost all of them oh
0: you mean as a manager
2: yeah mm. oh as a player obviously he <laughs> yeah. didn't like
0: that. But, didn't mind which, him yeah I was going to say like Frank doesn't like a cup final <laughs> I'm trying to oh, I'm so trying to place the ones that he's been into as a manager. The Super talk, Cup, Super the
2: Cup playoff final,
0: and was there another? I'm sure I'm thinking of another. What have Derby got into? Maybe it's just the two. I think it's yes. it's one's a playoff final with an average Derby team. Were you in London? the Community Shield? No, no,
3: no. we we no. lost to City on pens. Oh yeah,
2: over two so, next still. So, technically, so, he's got more final experience than Arteta. Yep. <laughs> uh, more losing experience also.
0: Actually, I Arteta's know, got I the
2: final debatable. experience with Pep. Don't you worry. the ball.
0: I would say that Lampard's supercopa loss was on penalties against the Champions of Europe. So, yeah, we
3: just beat them, so don't, don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, 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 they we they were probably the better team in the game as well.
0: We, actually, <laughs> we beat them and were the better team during that FA Cup run, so...
2: Hey, Jack, Jack wasn't happy with the VAR on that day either was he the Super
0: Cup no no that was the Pedro <laughs> was oh, I was fuming <laughs> but it's the same as the um, Crystal Palace goal against Main Island I was fuming about that it just shouldn't be for those types of decisions you need like was a he... for, I mean, uh... sorry I
3: was what about to was say having, having sung Lampard's praises I will say this average Derby team Jack keeps referring to Came 6th under Lampard. Where did they come the season before? 6th with a point more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Different players, that's what it was. <laughs> if um, if you offered now.
2: tomorrow, TK, um, Lindelof or Christensen, which one would you have?
3: Oh, Well, Lindelof was absolutely horrific for that first goal. For them, but in general, I don't think he's bad. I think he can be bullied a bit, but I think he's okay. I'm, I'm really not convinced by Christensen myself. So I'll, Lean towards Lindelof, not a lot in it though. I'm a fan of both, so I don't really know which way I'd go. I think both are probably giving you the same things where okay players, but can be <laughs> bullied a bit.
0: I think that's the problem with Christensen. He is, he, he just looks a me. bit lightweight. Yeah. Like, you, you know where there's defenders, if a ball's play, like if, if the ball's played up to the striker, you know chances are the defender's going to get it. Christensen, you know that he's going to allow the player to bring it down or
3: yeah, not and it, just do enough. And the, the thing with it is, is I guess there's two things. If you are going to be like that, you've got to be an unbelievable ball player in centre-back, which I think I'm not saying he's bad, but if he's like unbelievable, mm. and you've got to have obviously the right guy next to you. And for all people will say, sort of like the Ferdinand Vidic comparison, it's not like Ferdinand was someone who could be bullied either. He was a big enough lad who could put it yeah. about a bit, it just wasn't. A, complete psychopath like Vidic
2: saw <laughs> United fans at the end of the game yesterday saying, well, this is the difference between us. The FA Cup semi doesn't really make a difference to our season. That's not the biggest game of our season. As if they're no. having the season of their lives, just about trying to get into the top four. Yeah, but having because rest Leicester players for West Ham themselves. midweek
3: is a real sign that you're a, you're a big team.
2: Yeah, crossed. Um, if we go on to the transfer gossip then, because... Some more interesting others, some more believable than others. Um, Juventus are encouraging rival bids from Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain for Brazil forward Douglas Costa and want to replace him with Wolves and Mexico striker Raul Jimenez. Sure they do. That's a weird one to drum up there.
3: <laughs> I'm that, a fan of Jimenez, though.
2: Yeah. I just didn't think he'd be the guy they're bringing in at Juve. <laughs>
3: as a replacement for Douglas Costa it's an odd one as well doesn't it it's not exactly yeah, uh, like for like is it
2: but I suggest uh, keeping Ronaldo shipped out on the wing if I, if there's any truth to it
3: I do Very think sorry, he'd be a great so leading sad. man for someone though I actually do I think having watched him I just yeah I think he's strangely almost underrated but isn't he he's like 29 isn't he yeah he's 29
1: so, so
2: is
3: Douglas Costa not Wonder huge yeah, but not huge value is there if someone does go for him no. <laughs> <laughs> what's he going to do in a couple of years Uh, manager Jose
2: Mourinho said Tottenham Hotspur striker and England captain Harry Kane would not be so special playing for another team when asked about the player's future. Wow.
3: I thought that was quite an odd thing to come out and say. I mean, I think he's right. But I think that's an odd thing to say about your own player.
2: I I don't think he is necessarily right. I mean, he's right. If he goes to somewhere like Real Madrid or Barcelona, which obviously isn't going to happen, if he goes to somewhere like United, I wouldn't say so. It was, the question he was asked was, he was said, look, Harry Kane spoke on his Instagram earlier in the year and said that although he signed this deal, if there's no sign of progression at Tottenham, then he would have to look elsewhere. And so I think for a start, they baited him in there and got his back up as if Harry Kane yeah. him. And then he said, well, Harry Kane, he's been here since he's a young lad. And so he's special to Tottenham and, with what he does, the injuries he's had, he maybe wouldn't be so special elsewhere, but he said it in that Jose kind of way, where you think there's maybe a bit more
3: to this. Mm. Yeah. I just think that's that's an odd message to send. If you're saying to your player, you're the best in the world in your position, but if you go somewhere else, you might be a bit average. It's a strange (laughs) thing to say to someone.
2: Uh, Former Arsenal boss Unai Emery is set to take charge of Spanish club Villarreal. You see, Cazola got out of there straight away.
3: <laughs> I don't I don't think it was because of that, but...
2: <laughs> well, he did the I same think- with Arsenal when uh, Emery came in. He left straight away as well.
3: Yeah, but hasn't he gone to uh, join Xavi and Saudi? They haven't confirmed
2: it yet because he's been linked with... Uh, Coming here as a player coach, but yeah, it does look like he is going to Saudi. He
1: apparently
2: thinks he has two to three
3: more years of first team football left before he uh, calls it a day. Well, if you can look what he's done in the league this year, there's plenty of sign he does have plenty left in the tank. Yeah, yeah, kind of a shame if you did go to Saudi,
2: he'd be a decent um, option for us. I'm not sure the Premier League is the place he needs to be with. No, no, how brilliant he is. Chelsea's 31-year-old Brazilian midfielder, Willian, who's been linked with Tottenham, Arsenal and Man United, has revealed he is playing a waiting game over a new contact at Stamford Bridge, having requested a three-year deal and been offered two. How do you think that ends, Jack?
0: Honestly, after the start of lockdown, I'd rather just sign in so no one else can. <laughs> I'm actually, he's turning my... Uh, Opinion round on him. and shows how fickle football fans are. But <laughs> you, you play well, and you've got a place in the team. He's been our best player since we've came back, pretty much. He's had a hand in pretty much everything we've done well. He's playing, funnily enough, like a player that's after a new deal. <laughs>
1: um,
0: the problem is, is, this isn't this isn't the William that we get all the time. Um, which is why it's so frustrating. We're not frustrating because he's a bad player. We're frustrated because every time he wants a new contract, he starts playing out of his skin again. Personally, Who do you
2: think buckles though? Because it looks like it's a game of chicken between him and Chelsea.
0: I don't think I don't think Chelsea are buckling on this personally because they didn't buckle for Lampard, John Terry, Ivanovic, or Ashley Cole when no. they went over thirty. And the club is—it's not like they're being unreasonable. It's just a club policy that they will not give more than a one-year contract extension to someone that's over thirty. I
2: think um, what might happen is that and we're going to get on to some other Chelsea rumours shortly, but you're obviously linked with spending a lot of money this summer. You've already spent the money on Ziyech and Werner. I think it might get weighed up, and they have to say, look, the money we're going to lose in having him on a three-year deal, if it does, doesn't go well, is going to be less than what we'd have to spend for another right winger, which we probably can't afford right now, even if he's just a rotation option.
0: Yeah, there is that. But at the same time, we haven't Your seen other wingers
2: to... haven't exactly forced him out either.
0: No. And with Pedro they're...
2: leaving as well.
0: I think for this, yeah, for the, for the arc of cover, when you look at our wingers after this, and if you start playing Ziyech in as a winger more than a 10, which is probably his preferred position, you'll have Pulisic coming in off the left and then the right wing position is fully made for Ziyech but then you'd love to have a player like Williams to come in.
2: Then you've got I Edson
0: Odoi, but, but then your actual... Get me started on him. <laughs> the thing is, your actual cover then, if someone gets injured, is very limited on your wings.
2: I I think you offer him two with an option and say, if you're backing yourself here, or, or even have it as, rather than a choice with Chelsea saying, we'll take it or not, do it as a if you play so many games in the second year then the extra year gets extended or something like that so he has a performance based way of earning it Chelsea feel like they're winners and William feels like he's a winner because he's got the third year technically added on
0: I think what he's worried about is the fact that he's aging he's getting slower and that's what his main game was which was pace the problem he's got then is if he gets two years into that contract hasn't made those appearances he's then scrambling around for a club He's trying to put himself in the shop window right now to get that three-year deal. So it takes him up to, what, 34? And then he can think, well, you know what, I'll probably retire or we'll go to China or something like that. He wants to squeeze that one more year concrete payment, I believe, because he knows he's coming towards him in his career, which is why I feel Chelsea aren't bound to his demands, because I think they've sussed him. And it, well, it's apparently, expensive. you're on
2: up Ben Rama, but it's whether he's prepared to come in and be on the bench.
0: I think yeah, for his development, he's at Brentford at the moment, isn't he, he scored yeah. that cor- Corker at the weekend? That was unbelievable. I think it would be good, but at the same time, Mount can play on the wings. ZH can play on the wing. Got Pulisic as well. I would. And you have to back
2: yourself to have some more talent coming through in the next two would, years as well. I, you'd hope. I,
0: yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. I would get. I would give him two, but I wouldn't give him three. Yeah,
2: I I do think. Chelsea might buckle in the end, but that's just gut feeling more than anything else. Newcastle boss Steve Bruce is planning a summer move for Scotland midfielder John McGinn if Aston Villa are relegated. Good business. Yeah, that would be.
0: Mm. Safe business as well. Because you know he was decent, and if it wasn't for his injury, he he could have really helped in Villa's trying to stay up.
2: I think Villa might be shocked by the amount that come in for McGinn compared to Grealish because I think you might get more coming in for McGinn mainly for the way that Grealish has conducted himself and not really some teams are going to say it's not worth the risk.
3: I also think potentially you might go in for McGinn thinking you can get a deal okay, where cheaper. with Grealish you're thinking I'm going to be looking at paying yeah. eye water and sums of money. Um, <clears throat> Scotland...
2: That's uh, not Scotland, sorry. Southampton <laughs> manager Ralph Halsen, who has told Tottenham to make a good offer for Denmark midfielder Pierre Emil Hoyberg, after Everton opened a bidding with a deal worth around 25 million. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I think we, there's a stronger chance that we might get a Dane back rather than new Dane in. You're not getting you're not getting Ericsson back. He's not having a very good seat. He's not having a very good time over there. That's going to be one of them. Don't make me go back there, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is he on loan? Was it a purchase? no he's
2: transfers? He's, transfer? Yeah, there's probably no way going to be on back. The, Probably to be on the set to sell list in this window. He they just put him as the face of all their new kits, so I'm assuming that he's the face. He, they think he's the face going forwards. Mm. Did I you don't see? Think uh, give up on him that quickly? The, no, they were playing think players are like Ashley Young and. Uh, What's his name? Victor Moses is still going.
3: If he does get a move, he won't go back to Spurs anyway, will he? He'll probably no. get to United <laughs> and milk some money out of.
2: Yeah. Uh, Leicester and Newcastle have joined the list of clubs interested in Norwich's English midfielder Todd Cantwell. Chelsea and Atletico Madrid and monastery and Ajax and Argentina fullback Nicolas Taliafico, who's been linked with Man City.
0: Mm. Yeah, we need defenders. Left back yeah. especially. <laughs> You've got it's just such a weakness down that left side. It's just uh, a nightmare. It's been the undoing for pretty much the whole season, but then I don't want to go and spend sixty mil on Chilwell. <laughs>
2: no. Barcelona coach Kiki Setien in admits he's unsure whether he'll still be in charge for next month's second leg of their Champions League last sixteen against Napoli. Apparently they're looking at getting um, Patrick Clover in or Lauren Blanc really and Xavi has a clause in his contract now saying that they'll be they'll waive the compensation if he is offered the Barcelona job but it well, seems he on... he's been told look at some point you're getting this so he's not rushing into it
3: we I going to say because by the sound of it it sounds like he's already turned it down twice yeah he turned it down to take the caretaker role at the end of the season and he's turned it down to take it this summer as well yeah so a little bit of a strange one um, Chelsea are weighing up whether to target the centre-back in the transfer window
2: with <laughs> Germany's Antonio Rüdiger and Denmark's Andreas Christensen yet to be offered new deals. There you go. Like I said, it's Chelsea gossip here. And then finally, Chelsea are edging closer to an £80 million deal for Kai Havertz after the club and player have reportedly agreed personal terms.
0: It's gaining traction, isn't
1: it? It's That's so horrible.
0: It's <laughs> literally a FIFA summer. That's like as in FIFA football on, on the Xbox where you've just had enough of some players and you think, fuck it, I'm going to use the old uh, financial takeover button. <laughs> well, you kind of it. took
2: it as just everyone being linked with Chelsea and then the guys that are, are trusted like David Ornstein, Fabrizio Romano, when they start talking about it, you're like, oh, my. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. I'll be foxy. It's all over Sky Sports as well. You know that like, Sky Sports news and you kind of know... We'd- when they, they get a drawn higher.
2: out one with Chelsea, because usually we've seen they're pretty much in how much do you want sound, and it's done very quickly, like the Timo Werner
0: one. I think the problem that we've got, if we start doing that, we need to seem to be seen as difficult to deal with. Because if we come across as a club that's yeah. sign the dotted line like, and say, right, here's the price, I'm not paying it, well, they put it up and up and up. Whereas you look at Spurs, for example. But you know you're going to deal with Spurs. You know that if you want to get that deal over the line, you do want to sell, then you're going to have to meet Lever's demands. Whereas before, it was almost name your price with Chelsea. I think the Kai Havertz thing as well has come at such a fantastic time for Chelsea because everyone is suffering because of COVID at the moment. Whereas we've just had two windows without spending any money and the money's just dropped from the Hazard deal and the Murata deal, which is now... The Hazard deal alone is 160 mil because he won, obviously, the La Liga. So we get an extra 20 well, or 25 million They did quid.
2: say in Ornstein's and Romano said it as well, that uh, Chelsea are going to get rid of some players this summer, which may not be too popular with uh, people in and around the club. So they are obviously going to fund this summer. And yeah. I think you're going to see probably some prospects like some of the centre-backs that we mentioned, Jorginho perhaps.
0: I'm not seeing again, I'm...
2: I think I'm you'll not, see loftus go.
0: I don't think we'll see loftus go because he was one of our main features in that midfield when we played um, under Sarri when he broke through. I think three, like. it's
2: going to be one but, of them where Lampard likes him, but the offer comes in and it's one of them like I don't think Arteta wants to sell Maitland-Niles but it's going to be one of them or if the money comes in they're going to look at who they can bring in instead and say maybe it's we're not too happy but it's not the worst exchange to make and I think that might happen with maybe not Loftus-Cheek but it's I going think Jorginho
0: be... I think Jorginho will be the one to go for it as a make way um personally because he came in, he isn't Lampard's player, doesn't play the top of football Lampard wants to play, but he does control midfield, so you can see what Weirdly, he Weirdly,
2: you're going to get more money probably for Loftus-Cheek though, than you are for Jorginho, purely for the fact that he's English. Someone like Everton will give you
3: bucket loads for Loftus-Cheek.
0: That is true. And like, level he...
3: still thinks he's 18. He's yeah. <laughs> so be like, money yeah, sure,
0: go on. I think as well, you're bringing in players, especially in Kai Havertz, that are so similar, but younger that, and better. That's the problem, you're going to have so many sort of...
3: Uh... So how many chefs do you kind of need
0: in one kitchen? Exactly. Like- him,
3: Lost His Cheek, Mount, you're going to think we all kind of want to have that number 10 slot in a way. Exactly. Lost exactly His Cheek isn't different.
2: going to like the answer if you ask Lampard who he prefers uh, him and Mount.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's one I of think-
2: them. If you have to save one of them from a burning building, Frank, who do you have to do? <laughs> and he'll actually give an answer where he should be politically correct and say, oh, I would neither, I would save both.
0: I think as well, the the benefit that Mount has over anyone else is the fact that he can play left wing. You can put him on the wings, You can put him in the field and he's good in both. And Whereas,
3: let's say he's been fairly reliable in terms of injury. wise where Loftus cheat. I know he's had some bad injuries, bad luck, yeah. but they are there nonetheless.
0: I think what Chelsea have needed is kind of like one, the money ball situation where let's buy stats a little bit here and not just the player who think will do well. We need more goals from midfield because if our strikers don't fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: then we need goals from elsewhere yeah. and that's been our problem over the last couple of seasons is goals from other areas that isn't our main striker
3: On your point about Chelsea you're going to have to be smart with business well, you would think if anyone can get an auction going this year it should be for Havertz. it should be Kissing should be if Chelsea are yeah. in for him right everybody go. we're going to go to the highest bidder here well, it looks Marcus, like
2: they Marcus, were expecting that, and then nobody's doing it. So
3: yeah, because of, yeah. of the situation, I guess around you know finances with COVID, Havertz
2: is looking around just, like, are you sure
3: nobody else is interested?
0: I think I think though, as a young player coming from abroad, you'd look at the Chelsea project and you'd say that at City you're probably going to be sitting on the bench for most of it. They've got their team sorted, but you'd have to fight your way in. United, the brand of football, has just suddenly got a bit better, but all season, it hasn't been that great. Spurs would never pay you the money that you want. The kind of happy medium for money you'd be paid in projects, probably Chelsea.
1: Yeah.
0: I think as well, just going back to the kind of not being a blank check scenario, is that you've got almost 160 to 170 mil in just player sales from Hazard and Morata. Not even touched into... The money they would have in the coffers from not spending for the last two uh, windows. So whereas everyone's in a really bad position, Chelsea probably in the strongest position to buy. The rumor that Didn't I find Abramovich's
2: and- bird just get mentioned in the uh, Epstein Island files.
0: Yeah, hope not. <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> probably did. <laughs>
2: Although that conspira- the, the conspiracies that have been on the internet, you look and it's essentially like anyone that's ever disagreed with Trump, there's magically a rumor out there that. They uh have been to the island.
0: Yeah, it always seems to get floated, doesn't it? The one rumour, don't know, you'll probably come on to it in a minute, so I don't want to steal the thunder, but
2: No, that was Kulab- the last one, so you can right. fire away.
0: So the rumour that I find funny is the fact that the <clears throat> Kulabai rumour has been going around for at least five years now. And sure. it's always been for the same fee. Like De- DeSantis, <laughs> the Napoli owners always something oh, could have for 80 million. And yeah. He's still 80 million now.
2: <laughs> I do think City will get him this summer. Yeah, I, I agree.
0: I really hope not. Horrible. He's <laughs> <Never laughs> seen
2: enough. He's seen enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think after five years of being quoted 80 million and he's not budged on his price, do you bite the bullet and just think, fuck it, we should have just paid 80 million a couple seasons ago?
2: It's mental that United went for Maguire with him out there. Where I know. Apparently they didn't even look at Koulibaly. <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on there. I think um,
0: centre-backs-wise, who would you say is out there? Like, If Arsenal right now, for example, had £80 million to go spend on a defender who you're buying... Literally, Koulibaly literally,
2: would be, would be the
0: you guy. If, or yeah, you couldn't have Jose
2: Jimenez from Atletico, he's
0: 24-25. Mm-hmm. The issue you've, got, <laughs> the
3: issue you you've get, got is that everyone's in for him as well, aren't they? So that's Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs... City, United, even, all are they going to, oh, they're all on the lookout for defenders. It's the one thing they all need. So I you think you will look at premium anyway.
2: Arsenal have been linked with, well, it seems that Arsenal's strategy is going to be they are going to buy players, but they're going to go for players that they trust, but also ones that they aren't having to get into a bidding war regarding. So you're looking at, that Gabriel Megales, who Chelsea are interested in reportedly as well, from Lille. You're looking at um, Malang Saar, who's uh, coming from Nice, and he's on a he's on a free. Um, Paus Torres at um, Millarreal. You've got Ope that. Mucano, um,
0: a bit, um, yeah, like Macario.
2: His release clause is 60 this summer. You've got uh, Matt Vienko from Dynamo. I think he's at or Shakhtar. One of the two. So there's enough out there. It's just the guys who. You have to be prepared to take a chance on. Whereas Kula is as close to plays historical. regularly,
1: yeah,
2: and mm. fits the physicality of the league and isn't there to play flashy passes. He is what he is. So yeah, oh,
3: he's, he's as close to a
2: guarantee as you can get
3: in terms yeah. defender. It's,
2: just, Unless it's, it's one of them where there's something behind the scenes where everyone in football knows it and we don't, and that's why. It happened with Yarmolenko, didn't it, where he was linked with everyone? And I'm not saying that Yarmolenko is in comparison to Koulibaly, but that kind of player where we said before there was clearly a reason why nobody was in for him, because eventually someone does, and you're like, oh, that wasn't quite what we thought (laughs) it was. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, So we mentioned uh, another topic we were going to cover. We had the UFC this weekend with... um, Devaston Figueroa knocked out, not knocked out, choked out Joseph Benavidez inside a round. Um, and then we were looking back, and we had Leicester nine, Southampton nil, which they mention every single time Southampton play. Um, <laughs> Mayweather against Canelo, and just some other like dominant performances that we've had in recent history. Just one, one to start us off. I when I was thinking the eight-two that United had against Arsenal, I thought I'll mention it before anyone else does. <laughs> was one of them where I don't think any of you have experienced actually Jack you have so with uh, Man City in the way where you do realize okay this is going to be beyond the realms of what is considered a a football scoreline where it starts <laughs> to get embarrassing That <laughs> 8-2 until full-time had sunk in it was I was almost numb by the end of it like with each goal that went in, you weren't shouting at the TV anymore. You weren't anything. You just kind of accepted it by that point. <laughs> <It's> gone, <laughs> there was yeah, no yeah. going back, certainly. It's it's overlooked that Van Persie missed a penalty to actually equalise in that game. <laughs> but, yeah, it was truly horrific. Yeah, the, we constantly see the United team that played that game is Thrown in the face of uh, everyone else, I would I would point towards looking at the Arsenal team on that day because that was worse than the United one that gets shown
3: up. People also sometimes confuse the uh, teams as well; they get the wrong United team. Yeah, they put the one where uh, they had like all defenders in the field. That wasn't the same team. No, it wasn't a great United team that played Arsenal, but it's certainly better than that one.
2: Jack Alex running through a bush. Here. I- no, it's not say, me. I can hear that. I can hear that. I was going to say, me. there's some
3: heavy breathing going on on this, Mike. What's going on? I've got someone running through Jack. a bush, People Rambo are going to think we tuned into the wrong pod.
0: Are Sorry, you looking at
3: your neighbours again, Jack?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I moved. <laughs> that might be it.
2: Uh, it was like someone was crawling through a bush, like Commando-style.
3: <laughs> no, I moved. I mean, Jack really liked that 8-2. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've actually chosen the special deck. <laughs>
2: i remember rushing to r- rush around so it makes us to watch that as well to make it even more brutal sitting oh, down Jesus. one of them you've got your snacks handy you cut your drinks there for the game and then yeah
3: little did you know what would
2: unfold, <laughs> what followed and then i had a football after with a load of united fans so it was like
3: Christ. right
2: let's get this out of the way early doors <laughs>
0: I remember that game as well. Went to, I think i have gone to my first festival at Reading Festival. And it was back before, like, smartphones with apps that you could tell the score. You'd have text alerts on for, for goals. And then all of a sudden, everyone's phone just kept pinging. Those <laughs> goals were just going in and in and in. Like, what the hell is going on?
2: There, there was a couple against Liverpool where they threatened to do it. And then the second half, they would always either take their foot off the gas or... Venga would have had a word and said, look, you. I know how I felt you on that 8-2. Don't let it happen again. There was one I recall where I'm pretty sure Liverpool scored four in like the first 20 minutes. Two were Skirtle from a corner. I remember Suarez had an absolute belter of a volley from a corner that was saved by the keeper or hit the post one of the two. And then I'm pretty sure we just kept it tight in the second half and may even have pulled one back for a 4-1. So that threat was averted. I know Chelsea pummeled us the one time, what was it, like 6-0 or something like that?
0: Yeah, 6-0. I'm pretty sure Maybe I had that. both
2: teams to score in my that, anchor, which actually made it even worse. That was Wenger's
0: 1,000th um, game as well.
2: Yeah, we were robbed by the ref sending off the wrong man there. So that could have been a very different game. I, um uh, mentioned for me, obviously, is uh, Tottenham versus Wigan, the 9-1 win. Which was just a ridiculous game to watch, but, but we're all sharing that's... horror stories, and you've got a Spurs win. <laughs> I know. So a lot of that. But, that was Defoe scored Ford did didn't it? I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of um, dominant performances, but I, I, I just wanted to mention again. I know it's not like a horror show night, but um, uh, another example of like a dominant performance was um, Do you remember United when they beat Roma seven one in the Champions League? Um, back in two, yeah. Didn't they lose? did they lose the first leg, or they drew? Yeah, they, like that. They, yeah, they lost the first leg. I think it's think it was something like three. What was it? It's three eight three on aggregate or something like that. But the same yeah, night, Chelsea right. had an absolute goal fest against somebody else as well. Um, I can't remember. It was against. Do you remember at all, Jack? That
0: night, was it a Champions League night?
2: Champions League night, 2007, you had an absolute goal. Man United scored more, but you, you didn't do pad up. I think you put six past or five past somebody.
0: The it was just like is,
2: a really dominant night for English football.
0: Ch- Chelsea have got a few of those in their favour. I remember for the first season Chelsea. we won it <laughs> under Carlo Ancelotti. It went, down, it went down to the last game and we needed just to win against Wigan to win the league. And we won 8-0. I Remember that—that's six. Wigan
2: really—they deserve this administration when you They do. That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they scored. Chelsea scored over six goals, um, six times that season, which was a good start in a pub quiz to have. I had. I still thought someone was running through bushes. Yeah, someone, yeah. Doing something. It literally um, can't be me. I am like stood but well, sat directly still.
2: It, it, you Danny's... can hear it when you talk, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Garcia against Rod Selker is one that just should never have been allowed in a boxing ring. And it always comes to mind for me, one, because it was one of them where you actually cringe at how bad the knockout was. And secondly, because years later I tweeted saying Rod Selker must still have nightmares about Danny Garcia. And he must've been searching his name because he just replied saying no.
0: And that was it. <laughs> so he clearly had gone over <laughs> it by
2: the fact he was searching his own name. He added you. On Twitter. I don't think I replied either. I was quite shook that he'd uh, <laughs> found it. I felt bad that he's found it and probably just seen all of that.
0: Hashtag be kind.
2: Uh the against Man United in the 2011 Cup Final was about as dominant in that, giving someone a footballing lesson as you can get.
3: That was top of my list as well. Just complete utter domination, wasn't it? And not a bad United team. The same as the 2009 United team. You know when they got battered by Barca as well. Just yeah. they showed they showed us levels, didn't they? And Rudy in, in scored a, wi- a
2: peach in that final, didn't he?
3: In a wider footballing context as well, it was kind of the final nail in the coffin for four four two being a mainstream formation. Really, it kind of might get used here and there, but in the main, we tried bringing it back this season. A couple of teams, yeah, it's just tried. those three in the Barcelona midfield playing it around Giggs and Carrick yeah. in the 2011 one was just. Fergie himself said, didn't he? What well, did they call it? The carousel, was it? And he said he, didn't, like he just couldn't deal
2: with it. So, Did you see think, the BT Sport clip this weekend where they were talking about players that kind of humbled them? And uh, Ferdinand says, Yaya Torre he looked like he had a sat nav on the pitch. It was just ridiculous playing against him. He could do everything. They go to Orion Hargreaves and he says playing against um, Rui Costa and Seydorf. And yeah. he says that they just won the champions league and he went on the pitch thinking that he was hot stuff. And he said, they humbled him in that game because they showed him just what real footballing levels were. And he said, he shut their hand after the game and said, thank you for that. I needed that. And then <laughs> they go to Robbie Savage and he says, uh, two guy, what a player. He was, I tell
1: you.
2: <laughs> but he's deadly serious. He's like, he could have played for any team in the world. And then, Rio says he was like, "It's interesting you should say that. Why didn't he in in that case?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the savage says he was like, "Honestly, I don't know." He's like, "Rio, you played against him. You know how good he was." Do you remember um, that interview with Luke Shaw when he singled out right. uh, the best player that he played against was Victor Moses?
3: Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Cr- he must. They must be good mates or something. He must have been doing <laughs> him a favour. <laughs> That's
2: what Omri said about Ludley King. Was he doing him a favour? I think he might have been. <laughs> yeah. Just in NFL, term, you had uh, the 2014 Super Bowl Seahawks 43 8 against the Broncos. That's before yeah. I was staying up regularly for NFL, and it was one of them where you're like, I don't really need to see any more of this. No.
0: <laughs> Not an ad. Adver- and then we've been spoiled with some
2: close Super Bowls in recent years to make up for it, I suppose. Any more for any more? I feel like um, um, Andy Murray. Um, I feel like watching Andy Murray get uh, battered in a few of the key Wimbledon match- Wimbledon matches stick
3: out a little bit. I, I was going to put forward Federer when he had that run, kind of prior to the rise of Nadal, really, but where you just thought nobody is getting close to him. You feel like- Andy Roddick was like the second best player in the world at that point and they would just go into finals and he'd just pass for it he thought, this is
2: horrible. I put tennis on on my week off last week and there's an exhibition going on where they have called it that because it's not like an official tournament but they're still playing for prize money and points and things like that. Tommy Haas was still going. Your boy. Couldn't believe it. Mayweather Gatti is one of the ones that I'll go back and watch. I mentioned Mayweather Canelo in kind of the title of the section, but Mayweather Gatti is one of them where it, it is like an education by the end of it.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think I've said it before as well, but Mayweather Corrales, just as much in terms of um, a dominant form- performance that you didn't expect to be dominant, in terms of, it was supposed to be that this was almost 50-50, Corrales much bigger, skilled, bang, and kind of should have been all wrong for Mayweather in the way that Gatti was kind of tailor-made for Floyd, wasn't he? Yeah. To make him look good. Corrales should have been anything that's wrong with him. And the fact, and I guess in a similar manner, to so Canelo was supposed to be the answer to the conundrum as well. And either way, even if you thought Floyd was going to win, you thought he'd be close. And he just goes on and puts a masterclass. I'd put that in a similar bracket. Quite
2: gutted I didn't get to see Mayweather Canelo live. I went down to see Sean for Freshers' Week. Oh yeah. I was... I was avoiding it because I, was, I had it recorded to come back and watch it and we went to go get breakfast the next day and it's one of them well you're not really listening i was it on the radio and Floyd Mayweather maintained his and oh for God's sake disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> didn't know he'd done it so but that's one of them where people go back and they brag about watching like fights in slow motion and things like that when that is genuinely one that you probably don't properly appreciate until you see it like that yeah most definitely Luke Thomas this weekend claimed that he watched Holloway uh, Volkanovski 2 49 times he claims since, it, since the fight has happened it's a genuine tweet yeah he claims he watched it 49 times and he's obsessed over it since to pick apart the nuances of the fight and he asterisks 49 times to make it even more accentuated there as well so yeah that's Jeez. a real tweet
3: Christ alive if we go on to... Jack referenced go. earlier, we've probably, we've probably got to mention Bolt as well. The fact that you can jog basically at least a quarter of a 100 metre race <laughs> and still it is it is pretty dominant. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm. Mentioned uh, Watford at the start and just getting on to them now. So they've now sacked three managers this season. Um, <laughs> Sanchez Flores um, was manager from 7th of September 19 to 1st of December you then had uh, Nigel Pearson come in, and on the 6th of December, he was sacked, and now he's been sacked again. And so you've got uh, sorry, I've missed out uh, Javier Garcia being sacked in there as well. So Hayden Mullins is now in again as interim coach, two games left, and I think they've got Arsenal and City. Is that right? Or you should have checked that yeah, before I started correct. reading. But for one I haven't actually looked at Pearson's record again but I know the general feeling was that he was doing a good job there
0: I think Watford are the team that sack managers just for fun like you <laughs> don't know it's coming just to keep people on their toes it says a lot can... that
3: Javier Grassi has ended up being like a, a guy on Love Island who goes in the first week and you forget about him
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that,
3: shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening with football managers <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the teams below them are bad enough to save themselves, but then at the same time, there's what three. Po- they're three points behind Villa, and you don't see three points in front of Villa, I should say. And if they had Nigel Pearson at the helm, you think well, they could probably get a result there. He knows how to win games, knows how to get points. Whereas you've got two managers now going in, needing to pretty much win at least one of those games. In the form Arsenal show in. I just don't... Arsenal it really would be very escape.
2: Arsenal. I mean, Tim messaged me straight after the game saying uh, there would be nothing more Arsenal than to drop points against Villa or Watford now.
0: Yeah, that would be about Liverpool right. Liverpool City.
2: Yeah. So the book is favourites to replace uh, Pearson. Apparently they're trying to get someone in before these two games. I guess they want someone tied in on the basis that they're Premier League. <laughs> and have them locked in for if they do go down so the ones being discussed supposedly are Chris Houghton, who we were shocked was sacked at Brighton. to be fair
3: hmm.
2: so he's can't believe he's 61 to be fair
3: yeah I know I was always surprised at that as well
2: you've also got to think that why would any manager want to go in and be at Watford other than if they're offering a decent wage and you think even
1: the
2: even Premier the ones who
3: the ones who came mid-table ended up getting sacked. It kind of yeah. became a club policy that they would get rid of it at the end of the season, regardless of where you finished. So That's you're never going to get any stability there. Marcelino... You said about, I don't know how well, um, Pearson did. There was a league table during the rounds. like since he'd been there. I think they were like 10th or 11th or something. I think they had 25 points under him. Yeah, <laughs> so you think...
2: Yeah, I saw United fans trying to float a table out of since Bruno Fernandes started a game. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Marcelino um, is one who's been linked it's quite scary that he's linked with the Watford job not his favourite and he was linked with the Arsenal job as well so thank Christ we didn't get him and I don't even know anything about him <laughs> he was the Valencia boss that led them to the Copa del Rey over Barca in
1: 2019
2: yeah, um, yeah. I don't imagine
3: it's linked there he was there before as well wasn't he Yeah. I don't imagine um Imagine if they just kept giving it to old managers. They just worked their way back. AD <laughs> <laughs> Buford gets a run out. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, d- I don't imagine they'll be interested in it, but the Cowley brothers just became available. You'd assume yeah. someone would go in for them very quickly. Is, you you follow um, the championship more than me, I'm sure, but that
2: was deemed a shot, wasn't it? The fact that they just ensured safety and then just been sacked straight after.
3: Very much, considering they're young and have only done a good job wherever they've got... I, Personally, I would say Bristol City are looking for a manager. They should probably think Bristol's a big city to have never had a Premier League club. I think that should be a perfect fit, really.
2: Troy did the job with them as football manager, so he'll tell you it is possible.
3: <laughs> if the Cowboys need any advice, they know where to go. <laughs> uh,
2: and the final one is uh, Alan Pardew. <laughs> <It's> He's <Heat laughs> eager for worse after a
3: short-lived spell at ADO Den Haag that's the way to win the hearts pack of people people have think your club's scum <laughs> get Alan Fardy the fact he's younger than Chris Hutton, is
0: mental I don't see any of these managers being better suited for a relegation no. script than Nigel Pearson no. so I don't I just don't understand this way of thinking or per- particularly
3: progressive like I think Hewton's a good manager he's not a guy you think right here's a long term goal
0: no exactly
2: and the fact that Hayden Mullins is coming before us uh, interim means that you're probably not even going to get yourself a new manager bounce.
3: No. I, I mean, look, we don't know anything about Hayden Mullins as a manager, but it doesn't strike me as you're going to get a new manager bounce out of it. It's, it's well, a big risk to take.
2: His first presser, he's come out and said, uh, players need to forget about Nigel Pearson now. <laughs> not to see you, Hayden. <laughs> with, with Graham Stack as his assistant.
3: Oh. Yes. You'd have back to Pearson to get them up for one of those games against City or Arsenal. I, I would. Have I think probably he'd stay as, as well if West they An. went down. Yeah, yeah, I think he, you, you know, could have gotten back up, couldn't he? But there you go.
2: That's uh, with each manager they sack, it's going to be harder to get a better one in. Although on their footing, they must think, well, we, we haven't struggled any time we've let anyone go so far. What's one more going to help? What's one more going <laughs> to <do? laughs>
3: Yeah, it's true. I think, even, as Jack kind of said, even if they do stay I think it's only been because there's been free team shitter. I don't think it's been because they've done anything. Yeah.
1: They're,
0: l- they're lucky that West Ham seem to have got some decent results recently, or unlucky, I should say, because if they didn't get that kind of freak win against us, they would be well in the shit right now.
2: Mm. It wasn't freak, you called it, come on.
0: To be fair, yeah, I they did, did call it. I was co- <laughs> is coining the commentator's phrase. I can see it coming a mile off. <laughs> oh, this massive upset. It won't be. You'll play a low block and you'll nick a goal and we can't score. That's been a story of the season.
2: Well, just, just before we call it a day, then, are any of you back in Watford to stay up?
0: No. I'm going to have to say no.
2: They're three points clear of the bottom three. A What's their goal really- difference like? Uh. It is,
3: w- Watford, it's worse than
2: everyone bar Norwich
3: because yeah. Villa have got West Ham last game haven't they
2: yeah they That's just not not a, hope that
3: not a bad game to have
2: uh, Watford no, Watford's goal difference there's um, it, Villas and Bournemouth are worse
0: yeah oh, Watford are minus 23 and Villa and uh, Bournemouth are minus 27
2: I shouldn't have trusted my maths without. The but then, action. what they
0: have—Everton and Man City—you know—they can put goals past anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Ever- oh, Everton, Arsenal. Sorry.
2: So there we go. Um By the time we record our podcast next week, the league will be over. So next week we will do a Premier League roundup for anything we haven't covered to date. We're also going to do. Who is the best Spanish player to ever play in the Premier League? So you can start your homework there on that. As I said earlier, Jack, you might need some research to defend Del Horno.
1: <laughs>
2: As you Don't pick. worry, i try yeah. my best. Rory said that Alex is going to pick Lorente, so I'm excited. <laughs> uh, what about Goldardo? if you're willing willing to if you're willing to say that I think Spain might have denounced him as uh, (laughs) to use their nation So, anyway thanks again for listening to another edition of the spitballing pod just as a quick plug this Friday I've been asking you two each week we're doing Bridesmaids and Game Night this week Jack and I saw Game Night with you which is your favourite of the two films there
0: I to have to say, game night easily.
2: Yeah, um Alex, sorry. Game night, hundred percent. And I watched it over the weekend. Oh, you actually, watched it. A lot of week respect well. for Bridesmaids. Good, Good film. I've said I've, I've, I've seen Bridesmaids. It's alright, but it was always going to be. It, it was one of those films that was released not too long after The Hangover and was kind of marketed as the that Girls Hangover. Like, you know, every time we've mentioned uh, Bridesmaids, that comparison to the hangover is very quickly always following <laughs> it up so
1: we'll <laughs> yeah. talk
2: about that on friday and then we've just before finishing this recorded an interview with david dobkin the director of wedding crashes the judge uh eurovision if you've if you've watched that so we'll have that coming out next wednesday which is the 29th of july so thanks again for listening we'll be back Goodbye.